This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this avocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hi, everyone. Don Vandemark here. Today I'm running solo. Uh, we're in the middle of the season, so everybody's a little bit busy at the moment, so it's been a little hard to get guests on. Um, I know it's been a, a couple weeks since uh, the last podcast, but uh, we're going to go ahead and go forward with it today um, solo, and we're going to go over how the season's gone so far and a, and a couple of um, couple of rule um interpretations that probably don't trip some of the more experienced officials up, but that we've seen that I I've seen uh, this season that, that have tripped up even, even experienced officials. Um, so overall so far, a little past halfway, um, almost three quarters of the way through the season. Um, I, I feel it's been a, a decent year so far. I've had some good games. Um, as always, we've, we, Kicked a couple calls, um, but uh, but learned from each one that that uh, I kicked um, and made a couple that I, I feel pretty good about. Um, so wanted to go over a couple things, um, and the the ones I want to go over are on penalty enforcement. So um, I won't go through the whole. Um, section on penalty enforcement. Going to pick out a couple of different um, sections here and go through them. Uh, have a couple examples, and we'll go from there. The first one I want to go over actually came from um, a Facebook group for football officials. If you haven't checked out the NFHS Football Officials Facebook group. Um, do a search for that in Facebook, NFHS Football Officials, and there should be a group there. Um, and there's a lot of good discussion in there. Sometimes the discussion bogs down, and as as it will between uh, between officials who who have uh, who all have good good opinions on on how to enforce things, um, but usually the um, the discussion resolves itself with with a, a fairly good conclusion. Um, the group you're looking for has about 3,500 members in it. Um, and again, it's a, it's a really good group to, to follow. And, and I, I've seen some things in there that, that made me pick up the book, double check it and, and um, learn from it. So this was one um, that came from there. And this is rule um, five, three, one. And rule 531 deals with the line to gain um, and penalties. So real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and um, read the rule, the article. This is 531. The line to gain is 10 yards in advance of the ball's foremost point when a new series of downs is awarded. When a new series of downs is awarded, the penalties for all fouls committed prior to the ready for play signal, that's the important part, shall be administered before the line to gain is established. The line to gain then remains fixed until the series ends and a new line to gain is established. So the, um, the scenario here is you've got, uh, let's say you've got a run down the field, um, 
runner is run or runs out of bounds at the um, at the five um, going in at the five, and then after he's out of bounds, you have a dead ball foul against the offense um, for. We'll, we'll say it was a late block. Um, we'll say it was a personal foul, late block, unnecessary roughness, whatever you want to call it. It happened after the play was dead. Um, so the runner was out at the five. We're going to move the ball back to the 20. Um, we're going to march that back to the 20. And it's going to be first and 10 from the 20. We have not established that line to gain yet. That line to gain only establishes when the ready for play is blown after a first down is achieved. Um, so again, if the foul happens in a dead ball situation, but before the ready to play is blown, the line to gain has not been set and you administer the penalty and then set the line to gain. Um, obviously that doesn't count. That doesn't come into effect on uh, downs when a first down that was not achieved. Um, but that's, that's how that is, um, administered. So again, that came out of the, uh, the NFHS football officials, Facebook group. Um, and again, it was a good learning opportunity to, um, to think through. And that one actually made me pick up the rule book and, and go through and figure out what was going on. Um, the second one was actually the second one I have for today is actually one that did happen in a game I was officiating. Um, the what we had was we had uh, Team A through an interception. Before the interception, uh, Team A commits a hold. Um, B intercepts the ball, returns it. Um, returns it for a touchdown, but during the return of the interception, we've got a block in the back by B. Now, unfortunately, um, we as a crew administered this as two balls, two fouls during a, two live ball fouls during a play. Therefore, they offset and we gave the ball back to team A. Um, that's not the way the rule works. <laughs> the, the, the rule, the rule is 10 to two. Um, and it reads if each team fouls during a down in which there is a change of team possession, the team last gaining possession may retain the ball provided that foul by the team last gaining possession is not prior to the final change of possession. The, and the team, last gaining possession declines the penalty for its opponent's foul. And we'll leave it there. I, I left a word or two out here, mainly to, for clarification reasons. Um, go, and I, I do encourage you to go look up 10 2 um, because there, there is an explanation after it as well. Um, so what should have happened in that scenario uh, is we should have gone to team B's head coach um, had him decline the holding on A. Um, and then at that point, we would have enforced the block in the back by B at the spot of the foul, moved B back, and given B the ball there. Um, 
it's unfortunate it happened. Um, it was a, it was a veteran crew, um, a crew that, that I respect. Um, but we, we kicked it. Um, we exchanged emails afterwards after, after doing a little reading and, and thinking through it. And we all, uh, we all acknowledged that we missed it. Um, and I, I ended up having to have, to have be on this. And I wasn't on the sideline with the same head coach, but I was at the game. I was at the, um, next game with the same head coach for B in that case. Um, and he was, he was fairly cool about it. Um, he, he actually didn't bring it up with, which I, I was ready to, I was ready to, uh, if not apologize, at least say, yeah, you know, we, we missed it. We, we did some discussion afterwards. Um, and hopefully we'll catch it the next time around. Um, that is one that I actually posted in the NFHS uh, football officials Facebook group, mainly because if we're going to make a mistake, somebody else is going to make a mistake. And if me posting it and owning up to what we did um, and somebody goes in there and reads it and refreshes their memory on how to handle that exact situation. And then they go out and have that situation and they're, they're spot on with their enforcement. It's well worth me going out there and saying, Hey, this is what we missed. Try not to miss it when, when you see it. Um, so that was, that was, uh, <laughs> that was one that was unfortunate. Um, but certainly one that, um, that I learned from. And, and as, as many of the officials in the Facebook group said, it's, it's likely one that I will never miss again. Um, once you, once you miss, miss one like that, um, it kind of gets ingrained in your head. So we'll, we'll go forward from, from there. Um, other than that, the, uh, the only other, uh, significant, um, foul discussion that I've had at any of my games regarded hurdling on a try. Um, so, um, I had one team that, uh, when they, when they blocked for an extra point, the offensive line starts in a two point stance after the snap, the lineman go to a four point stance towards the center. So they kind of crouch towards the center to prevent that, that rush up the middle. Um, and the defense, the defenders were leaping over the offensive line. Um, in my head I had, and I was the, I was the umpire. So it, it was my call the whole time in my head. I had the definition of hurdling as it's only a foul to hurdle when the person being hurdled only has one or two feet on the ground. If they have anything else touching the ground, th- they can be legally hurdled. Um, that's the definition I had in my head. The head coach was, was adamant that was incorrect. Um, and one thing I, I, I became unsure myself during the game. So I ended up having to ask a couple of the officials during the game, what they thought. And we were all pretty much on the same page. Um, but the one, um, the one thing that did come to my head is that college actually has a leaping rule. Um, and the, the basic rule is that no defensive player, in an attempt to gain an advantage, may step, jump, or stand on an opponent. 
So the college rule, he's absolutely right. You can't l- jump, it, and, and I believe it's a leaping. I believe it's called leaping. Let me look to see if it, it's actually called that. Um, it doesn't look like it's actually called that. It looks like it's just you may not jump over a player. Um, so I can understand he, him getting confused by that. Um, there was enough doubt put in my mind that I I, I was cautious about it. Um, it was a blowout game um, by the by the defending team in this example. So if, uh, eventually the the referee went over the winning head coach and asked him to stop doing it just for safety reasons because it it it, it didn't matter um, that the game was out of reach at that point. Um, so that that's how we handled it. But again, uh, that's when I I had right, but I, I allowed doubt to creep into my head. Um, just a bit, um, based on what the coach was saying and the fact that I knew there was a college rule, um, that addressed it to some degree. I just couldn't remember. I I did not remember that there was a high school rule, but the college one threw me off just a little. And that's, that's a little bit of danger with, with watching the different levels of football that we all do is making sure we understand, um, the differences between them all. Um, college and high school is not too bad. I, I do think there's, there's a significant difference when you get to the pro level, especially this year, um, with some of the, uh, some of the protection of the passer. Um, but I'm not a white hat yet. So therefore I don't, I, that's not, that's less of a concern of mine, um, on how to enforce that. Um, but that's that's really the three when I when I was trying to do a, a season recap of of things that came up things that caused just a little bit of consternation um, those are the three that came up um, one one mechanic I'm using and I don't think it's necessarily discussed anywhere um, but it's one I've started to pick up uh, within I, I did a, a couple times last year it's one I've really started to do this year. Um, and it's something I need to talk to some umpires about, make sure they're not concerned about it. And this is when I'm a, a wing official is on long developing pass plays, especially pass plays that are going away from me. So if the quarterback is rolling away from me, um, I've caught myself, I, I've, I've got my eyes on my, my keys, but then when the ball is thrown, I've caught myself looking back looking for defender, uh, looking for offensive lineman downfield. Again, the ball has rolled away from me, so there's nothing really in my zone uh, of immediate action except for cleanup. Usually the receivers in the area aren't going to be involved in the pass. Sometimes they will. Um, and in, if I see the ball come my way, I'm not looking for offensive linemen. I can, I can be, assure you that. But if... If I see that happening, I will throw my flag out there right at, near the yard line that the offensive lineman's at. Um, the only other thing is I don't throw that flag if I have any doubt that the balls cross the line of scrimmage. Um, I had one or two where the team was essentially running run pass options, RPOs, and they were they were hitting them all game where they were behind the line of scrimmage. And then one happened where I saw the ball clearly caught five yards downfield. Um, and the lineman was right there with the ball. Um, 
quarterback thought it was thrown behind the line of scrimmage, but um, in talking to the coach afterwards, he's like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we got it past the line of scrimmage. So uh, he, he had no issues with the call. Um, but that that's a mechanic I've started to pick up is starting to look for those linemen downfield. I'm trying not to be um, ticky-tack about it, um, especially since that's usually an umpire's call. Um, if it's a yard or two, I'm not going to trust my judgment to, to be sure that they're not on the, uh, on the line of scrimmage. Um, but if they're five yards downfield, then yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw the flag out there. Like I said, I'm going to try and land it near the yard line, um, that, that they're at. Um, and I won't call it if I'm 20 yards downfield, but usually on plays like that, I've, I've kind of stayed within a five, 10 yard area. Um, because the play was long developing and there's a rollout involved there away from me. There's not a hustle. There's not a rush to get downfield. Um, so that's one mechanic I picked up on as well. So that's a, that's a quick recap. Um, I've got, um, a couple games left in the season and then I've, I've been chosen as one of the playoff crews from our area. Um, we'll have to see if we get assigned enough, uh, playoff games for me to actually make, um, one of the crews. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's my fourth year. So this is the first year I'm eligible, um, to, to be on a playoff crew. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, and hopefully they'll turn out that way. So looking forward to, to really nailing these last two games, um, working through it real well, and then heading on. And then in the off season, we're going to try and pull in some, uh, some more, uh, guests and, and have some more discussion. Um, I'm going to try within the next, uh, week or two to have, uh, another discussion. I'm going to try and pull a guest in, um, see if we can have some discussion. One of the things I, I've, I've seen discussed a couple times, um, both in that Facebook group and in our local association level was um, throwing flags in other officials areas. And while generally frowned upon, it seems to be generally agreed that if you see it and it's a big one, go ahead and get it. And I'd like to, there are some scenarios that that came up that I think it's good to go over and, and say, what did you see? And, and one of them was from a referee's viewpoint. Um, so I'd, I'd like, to, I'm going to try and get a referee on and, and see what they think about, uh, about the, that particular play. So we'll be, look forward to that. That's what, uh, that'll be coming out um, here. Like I said, within the next couple of weeks, I hope. Um, and then after the season, we'll, we'll do some more uh, podcasts. We'll try and release them uh, on a regular schedule, try and get back on a regular schedule. I apologize for, um, being off schedule. Um, other than that, I think I'm going to wrap this one up. Thanks for listening. And thanks to um, Gregory, who sent me a nice email the other day um, saying he was, he was real. Uh, it says, I really enjoy your podcast. And as a second year official, I'm looking for anything to help me. Uh, I noticed that you only have several episodes and they're taped in July and August. Will there be more? And that motivated me to get off my butt and record tonight's episode. So thank you, Gregory, for doing that. Um, I, I do apologize to everyone for, for letting it lapse during the season. We'll get going here. And then uh, also thank you to Richard within our association for mentioning the other night um, that he, was, he, had, he had heard the podcast as well. 
So good, good to hear from listeners. If, uh, if you have anything to share, um, or if you catch me saying something wrong, please, um, feel free to email me at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. Uh, otherwise, thank you all very much. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.